Welcome everybody, AEW Full Gear 2021 on Tap Out Talk. Alright, welcome everybody. Before we get started, remember, this is Tap Out Talk. It's a little bit of a newer channel, so like, share, subscribe, comment if you're cool. That's awesome. And also, best way to get a hold of me, of course, all social media, Twitter is the best. And you can find this on YouTube and Spotify. Let's get right into the action. Tonight was the Full Gear 2021 pay-per-view, and we got a lot to talk about. And I want to start out and say, wow, what a show. What a show that the AEW production team put on. One of the things I was telling, I attended in the theater again tonight with my Tap Out Talk crew, James and Todd. Thank you guys. Again, you are amazing for coming out and hanging out and making me enjoy wrestling with friends and close um, allies. So what I want to really get into is some of the stuff that happened on this show. And I was telling the guys, I said, you know, it's so important, the art of being able to you know, place matches appropriately on a card and have a diversity of matches, and it's so huge. And I'm proud to pronounce and, and say that, announce that AEW got it right tonight. They hit so much so fast, and the show started off like a firework, and I was worried that it was going to just fizzle out and burn out because it's hard to maintain that pacing. But Tony Khan and the team got it done tonight, and let's talk about why and what all happened. So I want to get right in with our first match was the buy-in. That's the show, right? That's the show that gets you all excited and says, ooh, I'm a last-minute subscriber. Do I want to go see this or do I want to pay for the pay-per-view? And you know what? The buy-in show was did its job, and the match was featuring a women's tag match with Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. So um, one of the things you know we talked about, all of the girls, like they still building up their girls division in AEW, right? And just it needs a little more. Um, you know, the WWE is definitely a little bit ahead of them in that sense, but I think AEW got to a late start. They hired a lot of talent, and then you know a lot of it was foreign talent. And then what happened is a pandemic happened, right? So then I think that's kind of us. You know, AEW is kind of catching up a little bit, but they're getting there and they're slowly developing, right? So this match took place again on the buy-in. Rose dominated early before some um, Sheeta and Rose teamwork allowed the face team to get going. Hater tried to get things back on track, but it took Rose pulling down the top rope, sending Sheeta spilling to the floor for their team to regain control of the match. Sheeta was isolated by Rose and Hater for a while, taking a prolonged beating while Rose, uh, Rosa, I should say, Thunder Rosa, desperately waited for a tag. That tag did eventually come, allowing Thunder Rosa to clean house in a hot tag situation. The action continued to swing back and forth. Vicky Guerrero was coming out um, with with Nyla Rose, and um, she came out and basically got involved by attacking Sheeta before she was able to score a jackknife pin and um, on Rose to get the win. The match went f- far longer than we really expected and really needed, and it really hit a lot of good gears and it was a good, you know, matchup just to get everybody kind of started. Um, one of the things me personally that I took away from this and I was telling the guys, I said, you know, 
when we started, I was like, you know, I'm not a fan of Nyla Rose. I just, I, she, she's, you know, seemed a little, you know, kind of off and this and that. And it's, it has been a little bit of time since I've seen a Nyla Rose true matchup and paid attention to her matchup. And I'll be honest, I was impressed with her tonight. She was doing all the right things. She was interacting with the crowd. She was playing up the heel. There was one spot where she had the opponent on the ground on the outside, and she go, yells at the crowd and goes, oh, I'm just going to go help her up, and then just slammed into her, right? So um, Nyla Rose, keep doing that work that you're doing because you will eventually end up being you know, a very much needed you know, um larger fighter that we need in this female division right we need that nia Jax type figure right and um but you know you got to be your own nyla rose so um the other ones you know jamie heater's growing me a little bit but i really like the most biggest talent in this matchup is thunder rosa hikura shida gets the job done but she's you know just kind of there um she's got a good charisma about her but thunder rosa really has an it factor and i'm excited to see kind of where they go next they uh did tease um, a future matchup with Serena Deeb, who was sitting ringside during the matchup as well. So we'll see you in time. We'll tell. Let's go to our next match, which was the first match of the official pay-per-view. And man, wow, guys, they start out amazing. Okay, they started out simply with Darby Allen. Okay, and it said with Sting. Mm, not so much, but they did start out with Darby Allen versus MJF. Um, Sting guided Allen out to the top of the stage and top of the ramp. They fist bumped and then Allen was off on a skateboard. It was almost like dad dropping the kid off to school. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, junior, go on in. Um, I want to say too some of the stuff with MJF and these two, I have been saying for the longest time, everyone, that this is the future of AEW and this will be an AEW main event pay-per-view for a championship someday. These are the two of the three young and up and coming stars that I just love in this company, right? The third, you've heard me mention, I do like Brian Cage a lot, but these two got it done tonight and wow, what a show. Um, and they've showed that they are both stars and they opened in probably one of the best opening matches I've seen in a long time. So really kind of what happened was MJF tried to talk, you know, tried to back up all of his talk. Um, that is his technical wrestling, which would be the difference. But Alan was able to go hold for hold early on with them. These two um, got in the match, and they were on the mat wrestling. And I want to say, overall, this match started in the ring, in the middle of the ring, and for the good first segments of the match, they did not even touch the ropes, okay? So they really did a lot of mat-to-mat, lifting shoulders, trying to pin, putting each other in a lot of holds, a lot of really good technical match here. And then eventually it, it morphed out into touching the ropes, right? And then they even had a match on top of the ropes at one point, right? And then they went to the outside and then they came back in and took it home. And there was just so much good stuff in here. So MJF basically after the early on in the ring match stuff back and forth, MJF finally got the upper hand by sucker punching Allen as the referee was trying to separate the two men. MJF eventually started to try and wear down Allen with a series of backbreakers, um, lots of backbreakers to Allen. Um, and that's one thing I would say about MJF is, man, he works such a good heel character, right? He works so well. I mean, the kid is miles ahead of himself. He worked the back, worked the back, worked the back. And, I mean, he stuck two backbreaker moves all through the match because that's what you do as a heel. You expose an injury and you go for it, right? Um, MJF eventually started to wear down. And Allen, 
you know, after a bunch of backbreakers. And though one of the drops did cause MJF to clutch his own knee, he slammed him on his knee and it looked like he sold a really bad, you know, hurt knee during the match and it caused him to have a weak spot. The match continued with MJF biting Allen's face before trying to superplex. Although Allen escaped with the bite of his own and a little bit of payback and hit a flip over stunner off the top rope. MJF went back to more backbreakers, continuing to injuring his own knee before countering out on, um, excuse me, countering an Allen code red into a big power bomb. Okay, the action continued to swing back and forth before Allen locked up MJF in the figure four. After breaking the hold, MJF hit a tombstone pile driver on the ring apron. That looked like it hurt bad, and another big move that again left MJF grabbing his knee. Allen would eventually hit a coffin drop from the top rope onto the floor with MJF. And the coffin drop, you know, he went for it. I mean, that's just a crazy move itself. Allen then tried to get the move again with MJF back in the ring, but MJF got his knees up again, causing himself even more pain. So Sting then um, at this one point prevented some interference from the top as the pinnacle Wardlow and Sean Pierce member. Uh, Sean Spears members of the Pinnacle Wardlow, they came running out to the ring. Um, I'll be honest, when they come running out, they look like I said to my buddy, Todd, I said, you know, why are they dressed like 1980s burglars? You know, they had a little like hats and they had like, uh, they just need a little hamburger mask on, but they look like uh, they were robbing a bank, you know, it was a little odd, right? And so, but Sting put a stop to that interference very early. So it didn't even affect this great matchup. MJF then grabbed Allen's skateboard, brought it into the ring. Okay. And at this point in the match, as he brought it into the ring, um, he tried to bait and he handed it to Allen. Um, he, or Allen then, um, he basically was trying to get him to hit him with it to get the disqualification for the win, right? And he was like, go ahead and hit me. Allen went to do it and then he handed it to the referee. Well, while that happened, MJF slipped on his diamond ring, right? Uh, that diamond ring that he had from the knockout um, that he won for years ago. And Allen went out with the referee's back turned. MJF used the used a headlock takeover on the unconscious Allen to score the pinfall after he knocked out Allen with that ring and put it back in his tights. So following through on his promise and his win to say that he would use the most basic wrestling hold in the world of wrestling to beat Darby Allen. That was the whole premise. And he did do that. He used a headlock to pin him, right? Um, the world world's better than expectations here. And both men were delivering a great performance, an amazing match, guys. This, to me, is a definitely opener match of the year candidate. Um, these two are going to be, again, future stars in the psychology behind this match in these rings. I think it was one of the best matches of the night, and I was so shocked that they put this on. I told my guys at the theater today, I said, hey, guys, you know, I, I don't want to put too many expectations on this, but these two guys have the ability to steal the show. And they did that tonight. I said, you know, they're on a lower card here right now. They can really show what they got as the two kind of, you know, greener wrestlers. And they definitely showed they could have a rivalry and very much so. And they can hold on their own. These will be main eventers in AEW someday, right? Um, so I have a lot of high praise for MJF and for Darby Allen for doing their jobs tonight. So congratulations, fellas. You have made me a fan of wrestling again with this match. Let's go to our next matchup. How do you follow this? Well, the next matchup was the AEW Tag Team Championship matches with the Lucha Brothers, 
versus FTR. So in these matches, the Lucha Brothers are the AEW tag team match, and then FTR is the current uh, AAA tag team matches, right? But it's the AEW titles we're here for in the AEW pay-per-view tonight. So um, this one, I was like, okay, we're going to go right to a championship match, right? Right after that amazing match. And this one, I was a little concerned with going in. I told him because you got the Lucha Brothers that you know play this Lucha style, right, of wrestling. And then you got FTR, who is like the 1980s style of wrestling, right? So what I told the guys, I told Todd and James, I said, you know, guys, basically you're getting the Brain Busters from the 1980s in FTR versus Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero from the Lucha Brothers. And boy, I didn't know how right I was. They agreed, but man, Eddie Guerrero played a theme tonight because uh, of unfortunately, um, I believe it was 16 years ago today when we lost Eddie Guerrero. So you've seen Vicky early on and you're going to see nice nods to Eddie throughout the night. So let's kind of get in here. Um, we had both teams began to brawl before the bell and the hard hitting continued when the match officially began with Dax and Penta exchanging various heavy shots. Phoenix then showed off with his standard wild moves before FTR was able to slow things down and trap them in their corner. And that's when FTR kind of went to work, right? So after a big run by the Lucha Brothers, including stereo super, stereotypical super kicks for a near fall, FTR managed to take back over after tying Penta's mask to the bottom rope to leave him vulnerable. Um, a pentahot tag was called off by the referee when FTR distracted him from by the back from seeing it. But Penta was able to get the fight back and make the tag a brief moment later. As things broke down in confusion during the series of near falls, Phoenix, uh, Ray Phoenix was kicked out of a, he basically kicked out of a pen into Cash, who was holding the Triple H tag title belt. Um, still, Phoenix managed to kick out. Um, at two and fight back until FTR nearly scored the win with an assisted back suplex. Um, Dax drew huge heat during this matchup. Okay. From FTR, he uh, mocked Eddie Guerrero, did his little Eddie Guerrero shake. And then he tried the three amigos, right? And he did snapped suplexes and he did those. Um, but Penta fought back and executed the moves himself before Phoenix hit a frog splash for a near fall. So, so close, right? We built it up all night. Um, segment that was a tribute to Eddie Guerrero again, who died 16 years ago today. Um, wild, it was really wild, was the near falls continued until FTR ducked under the ring and put on their lucha mask that they have for the AAA matches, okay? And when they came back out, they wore them and they beat the Lucha Brothers for the... These are the ones they wore when they beat the Lucha Brothers for these titles a while ago. So FTR tried to switch a Roo and basically trying to, you know, switch out like the legal men. But Cash ended up eating the pen after an assisted pile driver as the Lucha Brothers retained. Another great match on the show that started out red hot and a few points were lost for, you know, the overall um, thought and ending. But honestly, guys, this match, I was um, pleasantly surprised, you know. When you have these two different styles that you're having to really please, you have Lucha wrestling with flips, and then you have FTR who just does kicks, not flips, right? 
those are two different styles to try to blend, and they're very tough styles to try to blend in these matches. So mad respect to both of these teams. Um, I felt like when the Lucha stuff was happening, FTR knew to just take the moves and play on defense and not try to counter. And then once they got the momentum shifted back, FTR got to do their 1980s-style rough tag team moves, and they were able to do their suplexes and things. And then the Lucha Brothers kind of went into defense mode and sold for FTR. The matchup went back and forth. And, you know, two learning styles here that, you know, they shouldn't have blended so well and they did and the main reason is is because these tag teams know what they're doing okay these are true tag team people and the end of the day of course the lucha brothers did pull out that win and the right team won but i mean man this was another great match and right now i'm sitting there in the theater i'm going guys that's two good matches in a row and i'm like you're gonna have to cool down at some point here i mean right except for there was one problem the next match was the World Title Eliminator Tournament Finals featuring Miro and Daniel uh, Brian Danielson. Okay. Um, Miro and Brian Danielson. So now we're going to get Brian Danielson, his first pay per view match in AEW. So uh, this match was all ready to start up. And I'll say this tonight too, the matches, there were no breaks in between these matches except for right before the world title match. It was basically next match, next match, next I mean, they were just like business tonight, wrestling, 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 but it was so good. And we just, you know, we just, we went through it really quick. Um, and there wasn't really a bad match overall except for a one. Um, so we had Miro versus Daniel Bryan and the winner of course gets a title shot at the world title. Both men showed off some scouting and with Danielson trying to attack Miro's um, bad neck and Miro countering with several of Daniel Bryan's standard early offensive moves. Miro overpowered Danielson early, hitting big suplexes on the ground. Danielson with a side headlock to wear on the smaller man. Um, Danielson tried to counter with some speed, hitting a series of drop kicks before Miro countered with some of his big Samoan drops. After more powerful offense um, back and forth from Miro, Danielson managed to fight back um, and lock in the knee bar and an ankle lock combination, basically. Continued to work away at you know his opponent. With Miro reeling, Danielson went wild with knees and stomps to the head and before going to the running knee only to have Miro counter into a crazy power bomb Miro tried and tried to follow up with his game over finisher you guys might notice that accolade so eventually locking it up and Danielson tried to fight back to prevent it and from getting trapped Miro definitely lost his footing allowing Danielson to reach the ropes and break the hold. Miro dragged him back to the center of of the match again and hit several stomps on the back of the head. So after which the two battled back and forth. Eventually Miro took Danielson to the top rope for only for Danielson to hit a tornado DDT to kind of wrap this up, right? And driving Miro from the second rope into the canvas, Daniel locked in a guillotine choke and the match was waved off with Danielson scoring the win 
in another really good match with some brutal action. So he won by a submission, right? So the finishing moment wasn't totally smooth, but it did play into the murals and his next storyline. So the ending of this match, that, that DDT Bulldog off the top rope was very sloppy, okay? And then when they dropped it, they went right into the lock around the neck, like the guillotine choke, except for the choke happened, and then it was like, okay, it's over, and they called it off right there, and I was like, eh, you need just to be more believable, right? So locking that choke, and that should be locked in for about a good five to eight seconds, right? Just to, like, finish it out, get a count, you know. So that, you got to hold those chokes in a little longer for them to have effect. It's not like you just touch them and they're, oh, they're choked out, you got me. So, um the announced team did a very good job tonight of trying to cover for things like this. And they were like, oh, well, he hit his head on the way down on the bulldog. So, you know, that messed up his neck, which made uh, the choke a little more susceptible. And, you know, a good job to the to the announced team. I mean, you guys try to sell it. That is your job to sell the stories. So um, can't fault you guys there. So what we end up having is Brian Danielson defeated Miro via pinfall. And it was a good match up until that weird kind of choppy ending. Um, so I don't kind of, kind of know what happened there. I was expecting, uh, CJ Lana, um, to show up and help Mira win this and advance in this tournament, right? Like I, that was kind of like my initial thought. I was like, but man, we just, Lana doesn't want to come here. And so, uh, I don't know where these guys kind of go from here. Obviously we know Daniel Bryan's going to a world title shot and we're going to find that out later tonight. So for now, let's get on over to our next matchup but overall again it was um, a lot of good matches tonight and this was just another one that you know they kept a good pacing you know from the lucha brothers fast-paced tag match down to a nice more technical match with miro and brian and so i felt like so far they're three for three on the night um you know four for four if you conclude the buy-in so that's been good so far All right, then right after that, we decided to go where? We went into a Falls Count Anywhere match with a triple tag match. So this match had the super click, okay? Uh, And then it had um, super click with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express. So kind of get us into the action. This match was all over the place. Adam Cole tried to hit the Panama Sunrise almost immediately after the start of the match before Christian Cage countered and nearly hit his kill switch. Jungle Boy then avoided getting thrown through the table at ringside, but minutes later had a trash can driven into his back as he made a dive from the outside. The trash can was then driven into members of both teams, alternating order before Luchasaurus nearly scored a pinfall and setting up a chair at ringside in which he and Jungle Boy drove Cole into. Adam Cole was busted open early on, and then from the move, and then uh, Christian was setting up for a concerto before telling Jungle Boy to do it, um, only for the Young Bucks to break things up. Cole was the first man to go through the table, with Jungle Boy hitting a, a Hurricane Rana from the apron through the table, Matt Jackson then hit an elbow drop to put Luchasaurus through the table. And on the other side of the ring, out in the crowd, Cage brawled with Nick Jackson and Brandon Cutler before hitting a crossbody from an upper level for a near fall, which is kind of a cool spot. The action went back and forth and back and forth 
through this whole match, okay? There was a ladder brought out to the ring, and Luchasaurus was stuck in one in a one-on-three situation where he threw Cole into the ladder, and then he was attacked by both Bucks, and he ended up getting, you know, the action just spilled even more, and he kind of get his way to them and throwing them all around. So then at that point, you know, we kind of go a little bit further, and they are up on the ramp, and they're all over the place. They're in the ring, on the ramp. And then at the end of the day, they end up fighting up on the ramp. And, you know, you have the, after a bunch of super kicks at one point from the super click on everyone, um, Cole pulls out thumbtacks covered knee pads where he, before hitting the BTE trigger with the pads on Luchasaurus. But Jungle Boy broke off um, the pin. Luchasaurus chokeslammed Cole off the ramp and then hit a sharp uh, shooting star press off the ramp himself by Luchasaurus. That's a big man to be doing that onto all three of his opponents. Jungle Boy then hit Nick Jackson with a concerto to score the win. There was a point where, you know, he was ready to do the concerto and it was going to be Christian and Jungle Boy said, "Let me do it. I'm ready." And Christian handed it to him and said, "You go right ahead." And he got his payback. So um, another wild, entertaining match. It just went all over the place, guys. And, you know, it was uh, it was just insane and incredible, you know. So uh, the winners, of course, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express defeated the Super Click. So, you know, that was definitely, you know, I, I will say there was no sitting down in this match except for one time when Jungle Boy was sitting in a chair in the middle of the ring for one little small spot. But other than that, everybody was all over the place in this matchup. And um, I actually had the super click winning this, but you know what? The good guys need some wins too, and that definitely happened tonight. And it was, again, here we go again. They had another amazing match, and this streak is continuing for possibly one of the most perfect pay-per-views. Let's see how that continues in the next match. All right, so our next match was Cody Rhodes and Pack versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idilio. So... Cody and Pac argue over who would start the match, and they tag themselves in and out. Um, similarly, Black and Andrade had their own shares of unwanted blind tags. So this was the match. It was very it – was, it might as well have been a dark match because there was lots of blind tags all over the place, right? And still, Black and Andrade functioned better as a team early on, so it let them have the advantage. And Pac and Cody just kept tagging back and forth like they were in some kind of competition, right? <clears throat> Cody then – with a kick out. And then, so what happened was then pack was mostly left, you know, kind of all in a situation by himself, but man, he was doing very pack like moves. And as Cody was out for the match a little bit, um, this match was back and forth. And I, I couldn't help, but feel like Cody or pack. were going to betray each other. I could just see it in this matchup. Right. But it never came to fruition. And then towards the end, pack tags himself in big surprise he hits a 450 splash onto Andrade after a two count after Andrade grabbed the bottom rope. Pack then tried to hit a dive on Black, but Black pulled Cody into the way, nearly getting a pin with a German suplex. Andrade tagged in, but was caught off by a flurry of offense from a poison Rana and a Black Arrow by Pack to score the win. This uh, beautiful swim move, like up from the top rope all the way to the mat, was amazing, right? Like he always does a good job with that. And this wasn't up to the standards of the rest of the show, but it was 
you know, somewhat by design done pretty well with the other two teams that were in the storyline. Uh, barely, you know, they, they had a hard time functioning as units in this matchup, but they did get the job done. So um, I think this was still a pretty good fast-paced match. It slowed down a little, but it wasn't like a really bad match. So, it, you know, it's just the show started out kind of crazy and wild, and this match was just kind of your normal standard run of tag match, but was still well-paced. Um, another note on here, you know, Cody always comes out in these weird get get outfits, right? Uh, this one was an American. You can see it's like an American outfit. It's got some feathers on the top. He's always inspired from some kind of anime show. I don't know which one that is, but if you guys know, let me know in the comments and kind of help me out. I'm definitely going to be wondering about that. So let's get on to our next bout. All right, so the next bout is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Tay Conti. So here's where the show took a really deep dive for us, okay? We're in the theater. It's about the middle of the show. And we had a lot of really good action, and what goes up must come down, okay? And the match was very – it dragged a lot. It was a mild-paced match. Um Tay Conti has potential, but she looks very green in the ring, and it looks like it was her first pay-per-view match. Britt Baker is a very solid female wrestler, and that's why she's the champion. And Britt looks like the part of the veteran. And Britt was dragging Tay through this match like crazy bad, right, in a good way. Like she was dragging her through it, taking her through the motions, almost like on a tour of a wrestling ring, right? So this match um, might not have been as obvious if it was was in a little bit shorter or if it was shorter, but instead, you know, this match got a lot of time. And I mean, there was one point where I was leaning over and I was like, okay, this is where you want to really just kind of yell at, you know, at them from the gorilla position and just say, okay, hey, mm, take it home, girls. It's not your night. Take it home. The crowd is starting to die. The crowd was getting lost. And you could just feel the, the the energy drain out of the building in this matchup, right? And so at the end of the day, you know, Dr. Britt Baker got her pin and her win. And they finally got past this match. But I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because, guys, this is forgettable, right? And I'm going to be looking more forward to who Britt Baker takes on next. And I'm thinking, you know, unfortunately right now there's a lot of developmental talent in AEW. Um you got Britt Baker, who's a legit wrestler and champion. Um, you got Ruby Soho now, Ruby Riot from WWE, so she's going to be fine, and that'll be a nice matchup for Britt to test herself. Um, I highly suggest, if you're the AEW group, go get Ember Moon, who was just released from WWE. Ember Moon would be a great fit on this roster. She's not a pain in the butt in the locker room. She's a team player. Go get her. She would benefit she has a great unique look and she will make your roster a lot stronger so i highly highly recommend ember moon um and i would even look at taya valkyrie um who was just cut from there too those are a couple girls that you could look at that aren't going to probably be locker room issues so let's move on the next match the next match was a fight it was a fight it was cm punk versus eddie kingston it was the battle of the indies at full gear so cm punk you know and this is where the action really picked right back up right because as soon as these guys came out the crowd was like instantly back into it and before the match starts kingston hits a spinning back fist and cracks cm punk dropping him right to the ground and starts laughing that was before the match even started and the crowd 
um, you know, Punk responded with that with a middle finger from the mat, and the crowd just loved it. And then all of a sudden, loud, and I was like, okay, everybody's still here. They didn't go home after the women's match. So what happened was um, Punk responded, of course, with the middle finger, and then Kingston started coming in, and the match was off and running, and then Kingston was firing him with headbutts before Punk came back with a series of knees in the corner until Kingston hit an exploder suplex. Punk laid in some kicks to the chest as Kingston waved him on, so Kingston then poked Punk in the eye just to slow it down a bit. Classic villain move, right? Punk was busted open early as the match continued to brawl more than a standard wrestling match. So this has definitely became a brawler fight match, right? I almost thought it was going to be a street fight situation. Um, so basically then Punk hit a series of John Cena type moves, right? Seeming to set up for Cena's five knuckle shuffle, if you will, only to exchange middle fingers again with Kingston um, and then land a series of punches instead. Punk tried to slow the match into more of a standard wrestling flow and avoid further straight-up fighting with Kingston, but Kingston came roaring back with punches and clubbing shots to Punk's back before hitting a superplex. Kingston taunted that he was going to hit Punk's own move on him, and he was going to turn around, and Punk was going to be the one to stand there. When he turned around, he was going to go do, like he was going to do Punk's go to sleep. He made the motion. And I laughed and I said, oh, man, Kingston, you've been going to sleep the whole match, (laughs) you know, because there was times where he literally looked like he was going to sleep and stumbling around. Uh, But anyway, Punk hit his go to sleep on him. Kingston missed with the back fist and Punk started driving elbows into Kingston's head and the crowd booed. Um, A confused Punk looked to the crowd as he hit the knees in the clinch and another go to sleep for the win. Punk tried to shake Kingston's hand after getting the win. Uh, but Kingston refused and walked out of the ring and just walked off, right? So he won Punk's respect, but he didn't want it. Um, it was a good story told in the ring, and this match was a moderate pace. I mean, it was a high pace, but it was moderately timed. They didn't overstay their welcome, right? I think this match would have been given a little more time. It would have outstayed its welcome, and we would have been like, can we get to the end, please, right? So I think, guys, they told a story in here. These two men came for a fight, and they wanted to beat the hell out of each other, and it successful. Uh, Punk did end up pretty bloody by the end of the match um, where you could just tell he was enjoying it. He was like, ah, I'm back in wrestling. So that was another thing that was just nice to see, and you know, especially in this modern uh, era. So then we got to move on to another match, which is going to be an actual street fight, right? So we went to kind of like the pre-street fight, not a street fight, to the actual street fight, a Minneapolis street fight. This was the inner circle versus America's All Team. So it was uh, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and American Top Team, which is Andre Orlowski and Junior Dos Santos and Dan Lambert. If you don't know those names, JDS, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Orlowski are former UFC heavyweight world champions. These guys are legit athletes. They are good and they are awesome. And it was great to see wrestling meets MMA a little bit, right? And Dan Lambert is great as a manager. At one point, I'm like, he's got like a Bobby the Brain Heenan kind of feel. So... Um, the early heavy lifting for this team was all Scorpio Sky. He has taken the offense from Sammy Guevara, Santana and Ortiz, and Jake Hager before Arlowski tagged in and put Hager down with a Samoan drop. Um, Dos Santos also got some moves in, hitting Chris Jericho with a power slam and delayed suplex before standing before having a standing moonsault. 
Lambert asked to be tagged in, thinking Jericho was ready to be pinned. This eventually led to a brawl between all 10 men that spilled out onto the outside where all the trash cans full of weapons and all of which of the items invented um, in and all the items that were invented in Minnesota were popularized there. So, um, so they had like multiple just items and random items used and a lot of items invented in Minnesota since it's a Minnesota street fight. So it's crazy because it started out as like a normal tag match. And I was like, this is a street fight. And then all of a sudden, once it kind of broke out and it really got outside the ring, then the street fight happened. So that's, you know, I was glad to see it get shifted. The action remained wild on the outside, nearly every imaginable weapon coming into play as the groups paired off. As Jericho took out Sky and Paige in the ring, Lambert pulled Jericho out of the ring before running away. Guevara scored a near pinfall with a massive swanton on a, on Sky. Um, Guevara went off the top of a very giant ladder for this massive swanton, all, almost Jeff Hardy-like. Guevara then hit another one moments later, um, at ringside. So page was then put in the iron claw by uh, Minnesota wrestling legend, 81 year old Baron von Raschke, who was seated ringside and they showed him throughout, but, um, and it was just kind of cool to get the vet, you know, kind of tied into it. Cause some, you know, he walked over, he's like, he asked, um, Jack Swagger's or Jack Hager's wife. And he said, are you having a good time? And then all of a sudden Rashke just locked in this match. And you can just tell the old man was like enjoying his glory days one last time. So, you know, good for him. Um, it was good to see legends get involved in that manner. So Lambert, uh, was posed in the ring before cel- uh, celebrating before Jericho snuck up right behind him. Right. He think he, he was thinking he's had the win. Um, wearing Lambert out with a kendo stick and then hitting a frog splash after paying tribute to Eddie Guerrero. So Jericho was up at the top, did a nice little Eddie Guerrero move, and then um, he hit the Eddie Guerrero frog splash for the pin. Jericho scored the win with the move, a difficult, um, it was a difficult match because it was just kind of all chaos all over the place. But it was like a train wreck. And, you know, who doesn't like to watch train wrecks, right? You drive by, you feel bad for watching it, but you want to see what happens. A lot of things, you know, invented, I did not know were invented in Minnesota. Like, for example, the toaster. The toaster was invented in Minnesota because that was used in this match at one point in time. Um, There was also a bunt uh, cake pan for cooking, right? And that was used. So um, got a little Minnesota history in this match. And I kind of like that, you know, it's a little added value there. At the end, it was the inner circle defeating um, America top team. So that's kind of what we ended up. Um, really nice emotional moment at the end of the match where Chris Jericho really was broken down and he looks up and he's a little teary eyed and he, you know, just says, I miss you, Eddie. And you could tell it was legit and you could tell it was very heartfelt. And, you know, Eddie Guerrero, he was very impactful to the wrestling world and to a lot of people. And, this did feel like a little bit of a tribute to Eddie Knight, which with this being the 16 years ago today, uh, that's got to mean a lot to these guys that worked with him over the years. So, you know, kudos, you know, for them guys honoring him still. And that's amazing. So um, up next, this ring was a mess. Okay. The ring was a mess. We had all kinds of stuff just laying all about. I mean, kendo sticks and hockey sticks and all kinds of stuff, footballs, anything you'd think of. Um, so what that means is we needed to get away from the ring so we aren't seeing that. 
So they go up to the stage and they have an announcement to make. And now it's been pretty much action, action, action all night. And even the thumbtacks from the Young Bucks match was left in the ring for all the other matches. Um, But we get an announcement. And the new um, elite member is now Jay Lethal. So AEW has announced and they brought out Jay Lethal and he is all elite. So, um, and then he offered an open challenge to, for the TNT championship to Sammy Guevara, because he said, I heard there's an open challenge here and I want to answer it. And he goes, how about Wednesday night? Because he goes, I know Sammy Guevara just got out of a really tough street fight match. Um, so then at this point, Sammy Guevara returned to the ramp staring him down and he just after a good you know 30 second stare down he said you're on through the mic at him and so we're going to get that on dynamite this week on wednesday uh Guevara versus jay lethal so hey congrats jay lethal um you know when he came out i said oh aew's got the great value brand of macho man <laughs> in their own pocket now so um my buddy laughed about it but you know my friends were definitely very happy to see Jay Lethal. And yeah, he's an athlete and a talent. So, and I think, yeah, he's a TNT mid card kind of guy. Um, you know, so that's a nice steal from the, the Ring of Honor purge that happened about a week ago. So, congrats to Jay Lethal jumping into AEW. So, uh, I wonder what other guys we're going to be kind of looking at maybe in the future. Who knows? But now, by uh, the time all of this happened, we are now going to get into the, the ring being cleaned up. Because it's main event time, guys. And man, what a main event we had tonight, okay? On paper, you look at the match and you say, okay, Kenny Omega's a great wrestler, maybe one of the greatest in the world. Adam Hangman Page is a decent wrestler, right? He's an up-and-coming guy. Um, And I kind of, I did pick Page to win this, and I was kind of back and forth all day because I could see Kenny Omega holding on to this title as well. So at the end of the day, here's what happened. Omega and Page opened by standing face-to-face and jawing at each other before backing off. And then after some broken-off collar and elbow ties, they exchanged chops before Page knocked Omega down with a shoulder block. Don Callis was out there for the match, right? Of course, right? The bastard Don Callis. Um, He interfered early, grabbing Page's boot and then allowing Omega to get uh, get the jump on him. And then using a rope to choke Page... As Omega distracted the referee, Omega used his speed to cut off several attempts from Page to get going offensively, eventually hitting the Terminator dive onto Page on the outside. So Page then got up and um, uh, to counter Omega's moonsault and dropped Omega with a boot seconds later. This is a back-and-forth matchup, seesaw matchup, right? Just go, 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 go. Omega rolled out of the ring. Um, and after that, a fallaway slam from Page before Page hit a suicide dive. Whew, those crazy suicide dives that they do, man. Um, before a moonsault from the top rope. Omega was on the outside of the ring, of course. Um, Omega came back with a springboard Liger bomb as Page was standing on the top rope, sending Page crashing on his head and neck. And these guys were dropping each other on their head and neck all night long, guys. I mean, I was like, ooh, I was very like fearful because I'm like, man, just it seemed like every suplex, every pile driver, these guys were landing on their foreheads or their back of their heads um, straight in. So Omega was working over the neck with a series of Snapdragon suplexes. I think he uh, counted three. Um, you know, I thought because I was counting because it's Minnesota and I was going to see if we we're going to have a new version of Suplex City. That didn't happen, um, including one on the ring apron that he did for his third one. Page 
came storming back after a release and he got a German suplex in and then ran into a Tiger Driver 98 from Omega, which scored a two count. Okay, so the big moves kept coming with Paige hitting an avalanche exploder and then a top rope and then coming off the top rope um, of the ring post with a flying lariat to the floor that put Omega through a table. So, guys, this was insane. You could tell the buckshot lariat was coming soon. And they kept going back and forth for V-triggers. Kenny Omega was slamming a couple of V-triggers, and then he was hitting the dead eye, and then they just went back and forth a lot, and they kept teasing each other's moves as well, right? So then, you know, fast forward a little bit in the match, the Young Bucks came to ringside but simply just looked like they were running in fear, but then they nodded at Paige, and then, like, as if they gave the approval to not interfere, and they're going to let these two friends kind of duke it out. And the two hit the um, so at that point, two buckshot lariats were hit on Omega to score a pin and become the new AEW World Champion. The title change was an obvious coming to pass. We knew it was coming, but it's still a wonderful moment in the completion of this stage of Paige's career. He is now part of an elite group that of four people that have held this title. That match was fantastic, and it certainly helped. Paige and Omega absolutely killed it here. Um, after the match, so, I mean, these guys had, you know, kind of a little, not of a moment, but Omega kind of just went away. Uh, Don Callis, too. And then after the match, the uh, Dark Order comes out to the ring, celebrating with Paige and sharing a hug, um, or the Dork Order, as I call them, right? Um, I kept waiting, and I was thinking, this is my, my, my wish is going to come true. I want Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, to take over the dark, the Dork Order and change them to the Dark Order again, right? And um, it didn't happen. Instead, they just kind of looked like a bunch of goofy guys just kind of coming out to celebrate. Um, it was still a good, happy feel moment, but, you know, I figured, you know, they Paige has been snubbing them for the longest time, so they have to have some kind of, you know, anger towards him, right? Instead of uh, trying to always just recruit him and keep getting turned down, so... At the end of the day, though, I didn't spoil my night or my evening. I always enjoy watching this show with my friends. And, um, you know, this was definitely, you know, a good show. And um, Paige winning the title in the end, you know, again, we've seen um, one of their best younger guys um, who has a nice future in the company probably for a long time. And he'll probably be at a face of their company for years to come. So uh, if you're keeping track out there, most of your – um, people now that are AEW world champions. It started with Chris Jericho, right? Uh, where he beat Paige for that title because uh, it was vacant for the first ever championship. Then it went to John Moxley. And then it went to Kenny Omega last year for this nice run. I love the Kenny Omega run. And now we got Adam Page. The question is, where do we go from here? Well, we got Daniel Bryan who won earlier in the night. So he does have the right for a world title shot. But I don't know. Do you guys want to see Hangman Page versus Daniel Bryan? Is there any value in that match? I don't know. We have something different. And I guess the questions, you know, let's get into our final thoughts. So for me, our final thoughts, the pay-per-view was great. We got a lot done tonight. And, the you know, the, the placement of the matchings was so important. And the difference and variance in the matchings gave me and my friends a really enjoyable time at the cinema at the, watching the pay-per-view. And it was just next, next, next. And it was amazing to see. Um, we never really got a lull moment except for, you know, some slow time during that 
a women's world title match, unfortunately. And that's sad because I want the women to have good matches. But I just think we need to build up the talent some more. Um, I also feel like we have, on top of that, you know, the Cody Rhodes match was a little below, but again, it wasn't a bad match. So it's definitely an A. You know, this pay per view was an A for me. Absolutely. It was a great pay per view and a great experience at the theater with the friends. Um, also, I kind of just think, where do we go from here? Right. So. My initial thought, I mean, I think maybe Kenny Omega just needs to go away for a while. I mean, I hate to say it, but um, not that I want him to leave because he's awesome. But, you know, like him and Chris Jericho have both been carrying this company kind of for a long time. And now that you got CM Punk and now that you have Daniel Bryan and you're bringing in guys like this, I think they're allowed to take breaks. And I think Jericho's going to take a much deserved break. And I could see Kenny Omega maybe just stepping back and taking a break. There's some unfinished business right now with the um, with the click, right? Or you know, and with Omega and the Young Bucks and um, you know Adam Cole, right? I mean, maybe Adam Cole takes over this group, right, with Hangman Page. But I just I see it and I'm like, ooh, how does Kenny fit into this, right? Because Kenny is kind of like this outliner head star mega star now, so um, it's interesting because I don't see a path or a plan for Kenny. Um, I see a path for, you know, Hangman and, you know, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. So I definitely see a plan in the works there. And Daniel Bryan is probably going to be the first opponent put in front of him. So, and then the other question is, you know, man, where do Darby Allen and MJF go from here? I think MGF could, you know, in a soon enough challenge for a title. And I think that would be a legit reason to kind of continue um, Darby Allen, and then, you know, where does CM Punk go for this, right? He got Eddie Kingston done, but who's next? He's now fought Darby Allen and Eddie Kingston. Um, will we be maybe getting, you know, CM Punk versus a Cody Rhodes? Is that a match we want to see? I don't know. You guys tell me. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. You know, did you like the show as much as we did? I thoroughly enjoyed it, but. Guys, it's been a late night, and I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. I hope you enjoy this video. If you do, like, share, and subscribe it. And remember, whenever we do this, it's not goodbye. It's just game over.